So let me begin by saying that this is a podcast about Mexico and its art and its history. But I don't know a lot about Mexico. At least, I didn't when we started this project. That doesn't mean that you should stop listening now, because this podcast is going to take you somewhere that you didn't expect. It will change you. It certainly has changed me. This is going to cause you to question the history that we've all been taught about ourselves as Americans, and it's going to challenge the history that you think you may know about Mexico, if you know anything about Mexico's history, because I really didn't. Oh, and I should tell you that my name is Ross Chambliss, and in this podcast, Nuevas Voces, or New Voices, we're going to re-examine this history by talking about a few famous works of art, art that was either found or lost, or art that reveals truths and stories not just about Mexico, but also about America. This podcast series is sponsored by the nonprofit Artists de Mexico in Utah. And you'll be hearing from different voices and perspectives from various people of Mexican descent to learn how they understand Mexican history and its relevance to our current period. You'll hear from Mexican nationals, Chicanos, Mexican-Americans, Mexican immigrants to the U.S., dreamers, and white Americans with experience with Mexico. My name is Susan Vogel, and I'm the co-founder of Artes de Mexico in Utah. <clears throat> So I started it with a group of um, artists, designers, scholars, and uh, the cultural liaison from the Mexican consulate in 2010 as a way of bringing the community together during a difficult political time. Um, we saw that the, the power of art to bring our whole communities together in celebration and in a positive way and then learn from each other. Fanny, how about you? My name is uh, Fanny Guadalupe Blauer. I came to this country 21 years ago. I met my husband in Mexico. I was uh, always interested in learning more about the, how the Hispanic Latin community evolved in the U.S. Because when, as an immigrant, when I lived in Mexico, I never knew about these things. So coming to the U.S., it was a, a completely new experience for me. Uh, I've been always attracted to the idea that through conversations, we can create awareness and tolerance. And here's Luis. Uh, my name is Luis Alberto Lopez. Uh, I'm originally from Santana, California, and my parents are from Mexico. Um, my connection to this project probably starts during my time uh, at the University of Utah. So during my undergrad program, I did Latin American studies and Chicano studies. And during that time, I was brought on to uh, Artes as a program's coordinator, so that's kind of how I got involved and, and all of that. Uh, since then, I actually went back to Los Angeles for a little bit and recently returned and got, uh, got invited to, to participate, and so I've always had a, a very uh, active uh, parents at home who were always kind of giving me these counter-narratives to what I was learning in school, and so that's why I kind of feel these kinds of projects are super important and very excited to be a part of it. So why are we doing this? Because this is our opening episode, I thought this was an important question. Okay, this grew out of a series of classes and experiences that we've had with Artes de Mexico in Utah. And from the very beginning, what we saw is that art was a really great springboard for conversation. So we're not an art organization in the sense of just putting up exhibits. We do that but we want to use the exhibits and use art as a way of having people start interacting and having discussions and learning more about each other. 
So for us, the important thing is using art because it's so exciting and fascinating to bring people together. And we want to bring people from all different aspects of the community together, ages, ethnicities, races, and socioeconomic groups to look at the art and talk about the art and learn about each other. And one of the most exciting things I've seen is when we hear different perspectives and when people change their points of view through hearing different perspectives. So for me, uh, why are we doing this? Um, I believe that our society, our world, it's a it's, it's continuously evolving and changing and embracing those changes, uh, the cultural changes and our heritage and making everybody aware of who we are, where we come from, is very, under, very important So to understand where we're going or where we are. We have, uh, ethnically, the U.S. is it's a melting pot. Uh, the Hispanic population, the Spanish speaker population is growing and we know that we have a population of immigrants, but those immigrants already are having children or have had children here in the U.S. for which their language uh, is English. At home, their, their mother language might be Spanish, but really what they learn everywhere else is English. So I would say that in many ways, those uh, that, that people are more comfortable listening things in English. Still, they have the Spanish in their minds, but it's, it's a matter of how they learn things. At least that's how I see it with my children. My children are both bilingual, and I can say something in Spanish they will understand, but if I repeat that in English, for them it might be easier to understand it just because of... But then it's also the feeling, the, the way you communicate this, this subject. So I think it's, it's important to consider that we embrace not only culture, but language. And the way we tell those stories is very uh, powerful. Luis? Yeah, so um, my reason for, for kind of participating in this is to kind of give that, that you know, Mexican-American Chicano perspective, right? Um, I am an offspring of migrants that came to this country. Uh, my native language was English and Spanish at the same time. Uh, and I'm also going through a journey of reclaiming my indigeneity, right? I've actually studied Nahuatl during my undergrad program. And so um, I kind of, I'm trans, uh, balancing this, this part that we call Nepantla. It's a Nahuatl, Nahuatl word for the in-between. And most of my life I've had to live in this in-between. And uh, as that, by identifying as Chicano, I kind of accept this duality that I have to learn to maneuver, whether it be in Mexico or in the States, or arguably what once was, right, all these different spaces. And so uh, it's really, this is really an opportunity for me to kind of represent for Mexican-Americans and Chicanos and kind of give our perspective. Through these conversations, we'll use art as a platform for examining the stories that we've been told about Mexico's past. And of course, what it all means for us today, living in the United States. And let me say a couple last things. I don't speak Spanish much at all. And if you're listening to this, chances are neither do you. And that shouldn't matter. Also, as a white American growing up in Utah, in the Western United States, I never learned much about Mexico or its history. I never associated anything about this place, Utah, with Mexico, even though, as I've come to understand, this place was Mexico. And in many ways, it still is Mexico. But... We'll get to that. So let's begin. 
by going back. We gotta be more Mexican than the Mexicans and more American than the Americans, both at the same time. It's exhausting. La silla presidencial color de oro y de víbora. Y el rojo de terciopelo. We formed the St. Patrick Battalion and we fought on the Mexican side. Manifest Destiny. Viva la Virgen de Guadalupe! Sacándoles los corazones para ofrecérselos a sus ídolos. 